early days of the American frontier, people relied on steam engines to transport them through wild landscapes to spectacular new places. In this current era, we have something that allows for an even greater adventure, the search engine. So make sure you grab your ticket because we are going on a first class ride across the web. Well, hey there. Welcome to What's Going On, the <laughs> podcast that makes you wonder about things you've never wondered about. There she is. So what have you been wondering about? I'm trying to remember why I was wondering about this, but I've been curious lately about Braille, how that got started, how to even read it, where it came from, and yeah, that's pretty much it. When's the last time you thought about Braille? A very long time ago. It would have to date back to some of the Pokemon games where they had some puzzles that were in Braille, and I had to look it up online how to read that in order to solve the puzzle. I do not remember that. Was that... (laughs) I'm trying to remember where the... Maybe I do. Was that for, like, some unknown stuff, like, in the caves? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Dang. I... (laughs) How the hell did you (laughs) recollect that? That's insane. I think I just didn't even do it. I'm pretty sure I just, like, gave up. Like, my only experience with Braille. (laughs) Okay. One of the questions I had written down, which perfectly ties into right now, is... How come you only see Braille for marking a bathroom gender? I feel like it's the only time. I was time. wondering, are there certain requirements to have? Because that's the only thing I see, too, is for bathrooms. So yeah. Are you required to label bathrooms and nothing else? I don't know. I mean, it would make sense to, requi- <laughs> to require to label a bathroom. I don't know about nowadays, but I know back in the day, it would be a pretty big thing. I mean, what else would you think would be pretty necessary for Braille to be? Maybe elevators? Yeah. That way you could get a number. Is there Braille on the numbers of the buttons in an elevator? I think above the numbers. Really? Or like above the buttons, I think. Huh. On some of them, maybe. It could be for the fancy ones, the good ones. Or maybe there's like a specific order. Every elevator has to go up in this certain order. That way blind no, people true. know what they're doing. I don't know. That, that could make sense, too. Either one. Can you think of any other examples where braille is just in everyday life no not really i think in very fancy restaurants i'm fairly positive that they've got a certain menu that's completely written in braille oh really for blind people yeah i feel like i've seen some sort of video on social media or something like that about it but besides that i got nothing else i have no idea i'm now wondering how do you know what you're buying at the grocery store i was trying to think what else do people do normally and there's nothing in the grocery store that would help a blind person grocery shop. No, not at all. You probably have to have someone, like a helper, or maybe you just ask a lot of questions to those of you Who's nearby. around. Yeah. yeah. And maybe they just use some sort of grocery shopping app. I don't know. Well, I wonder, too, how does a blind person know that there will be a Braille sign somewhere that they can then read? Like, how do you even find the bathroom sign <laughs> that has Braille on it? I have no idea. Maybe there's a certain required height for the bathroom oh, yeah. sign, and they can use their like, hand or a stick or something to be able to potentially find it. I'm sure they probably just use the kindness of those around them, if there is anybody around yeah. them, to actually figure but it out. But then what's the point of the Braille if you have to ask someone anyway? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Legal requirements. Who knows? Who knows? That's uh, that's going to be my bet. Legal requirements. Yeah, I know there's the Americans with Disabilities Act, and I know a lot of times that's for... 
people who can't walk and you have to put ramps up, but I'm sure there's some sort of requirement for Braille as well. Yeah, it's very interesting. I don't know. How do you even find... Yeah, how do you get your finger onto the Braille marking? That's why I was wondering. I know. Because it's such a small little thing just <laughs> in a whole building. Yeah, yeah. You just have to know where it goes. Maybe it's like a universal marking. So whatever it is that's being marked, it's always in the same spot. That's why when you said Braille might be above elevator buttons, I feel like you might be right. Because I feel like I've seen something like that as well. And I'm wondering, is Braille the same in every country? It has like, to are be. there different ha- languages of Braille? I would say that it would be universal. Like, I okay. don't think, because that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Like, that you'd be so used to, if all you have is the sense of touch, and you'd have to relearn an entire alphabet just off of your touch alone, I feel like that would be so hard to do. Maybe there is. I don't know. I'm saying it's universal. What do you think? I guess it would be universal, but would you still then have to know the language that it's in, though? Because it probably spells out a word in Braille, and if that word is in French or something, you'd have to know what that French word means. I, oh, God. It might spell out a different word for in French. I would I would say it probably does do the spelling. Damn, we're just rattling off the questions. One of the other questions <laughs> I had, is Braille shortened like Japanese writing where it tells more of a story? inside of is it a word still if it's written in braille inside of the word or is it written out every single letter i think it's every single letter from what i remember it could be because you'd have to understand braille very well i feel like to be able to understand the whole story maybe that's some advanced braille level i'm unsure isn't it only like a certain pattern that it can be it's like three vertical rows or two vertical rows of dots I have no idea. And it's just in different placements? I don't quite remember. I don't remember at all, besides just a bunch of dots inside of a certain amount of surface area. That's all I got. All right. I, I'm i going to say, I would like when it to tell When do you think it started? Story. Oh, God. 1847, April. All right. When do you think it started? Do you know when Helen Keller was alive? I feel like she could have started this. No, I don't know. Oh, I, don't I also that. don't understand her life. We need to. We've talked about doing episodes on individual people, and I feel like that'd be a fantastic one because she was blind and deaf, correct? Yeah, I'm pretty sure from what I remember. And still knew how to speak. That's absolutely absurd and insane. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Kudos to her. Kudos to her. I think I would just be in a void of darkness for my entire life, and that's just how I would live. I would be a simple being. Yeah, honestly. But good for her. Good for her. I'm impressed. I'm going to guess 1920 for Braille. Holy I think it's crap. You're new. very new. Okay. Wow. Well, I went old. You went young. Let's look it up. What question should we answer first? We just threw 18 out. I think we should start. When did it start? And okay. then we can get into some of the specifics on it. I also was having a hard time trying to figure out the spelling. I didn't know if it was two L's or one L. Holy shit. I was so close. Wait, I said... I thought you said 1850? I said 1847 April. Oh, it's 1824. Just kidding. I flipped that around. Never mind. I was thinking I was it was 1842. Say, that's not that close. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, everybody. 1824. Does it say the month, though? <laughs> no. No, I'm sad. 
1824 by Lewis Braille. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> I always wonder how many words are just people's last names. You know, so many. I only think of Braille as the dot thing, but it's actually just some guy's last name. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Give me another example. I don't know. Like, I, I know I'm there's just, so many, but I just can't think of any at the moment. I have no idea. Yep, so Braille is read by moving the hands from left to right along each line. Wow, the average reading speed is about 125 words per minute. I feel like that's faster than normal people. Yeah, I mean, if you understand the language fairly well, you might be able to pick it up fairly quickly. It looks like that there's only... I'm trying to... Look at it. It looks like that there's only three vertical lines and two horizontal. It goes up and down by three dots and to the side, only two dots. So that would be two vertical lines and three horizontal. Well, no, because it's three vertically up and down and then two to the side horizontal. It looks like it's, are you sure? It looks like it's two columns and three rows. Holy shit, I'm an idiot. (laughs) we just discovered that i can't read braille or understand rows and columns (laughs) combo there it is yeah no you definitely have that right two columns three rows man that messed me up i was thinking about the last name thing is toyota a last name i feel like it probably is (laughs) toyota i don't know not that very sounds, important, but... Now, I, what the hell? <laughs> I like that out of all... I get, what about Ford? I feel like Ford could be a last name. Toyota oh, yeah. could be Henry, a last Henry name. Henry Ford. Yeah, yeah. that is a last name. Boom. There it is. But I don't know about Toyota. You don't think so? It could be. I have no idea. Look it up. I want to see if Toyota is a last name of somebody. Yeah. Founded by Kiricho Toyota. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't. I wanted. To, I wanted to throw my own example out there. I'm pretty sure Lamborghini is too. I think a lot of car. I think a lot of car ones. Are. I was thinking about food. What about Boyardee? Is there an actual chef, Mr. Boyardee? <laughs> Ravioli. Does that come from a good man? <laughs> Mr. I mean Ravioli. Kellogg's. The cereal. Kellogg's it's is not Kellogg's. a specific cereal, but it's Kellogg. Yeah. Yeah. The whole brand. So you ready for a crazy story? Back to Braille. Yeah. So. The history of Braille goes all the way back to the early 1800s, like we talked about, and a man named Charles Barbier, who served in Napoleon Bonaparte's French army, developed a unique system known as night writing. He created this night writing so soldiers could communicate safely during the night because, as a military veteran, he saw many soldiers killed because they were trying to read using lamps after dark, so it gave away their position. Oh, wow. How crazy is that, dude? Night writing. That's what Braille's all about. I don't know if night writing is the Braille example that we use today, but it's the first example of a Braille-type language. Wait, when was that? Early 1800s. So, I mean, I know oh, that okay. the Braille man, Louis Braille, came out with it in early 1800s as well, 1824 to be exact. Yep. So a little bit before that. He just took the idea and made it his own. So it was originally for the French alphabet. Yeah, I'm looking at the I'm looking at it right now. Which it does look like they have their own little language, by the way. It looks very similar to the English version of Braille, but they have 
still two columns, but it looks like they have more rows. A lot more rows. Looks like they got six. That'd be intense. I was going to ask, do you think Lewis Braille was blind himself? It said he became blind after a childhood accident. Oh, God. All right. Do you know what the accident was? No. I just saw a childhood accident. (laughs) It looks like he lost his sight at a very young age after he accidentally stabbed himself in the eye with his father's awl. Oh, no. Jesus. How do you... uh, Maybe a little trip? Stabby stab? But it's one eye. You think he got both of them? What's an awl, by the way? I'm trying to think of what an awl is. Like a knife? Oh, it's one of those. I saying ball. (laughs) (laughs) I stabbed myself in the eye with a ball and it popped out. No, an awl is that, I don't know how to describe it. It almost kind of looks like a screwdriver type deal, except it comes into a little point. It's got a thick little rubber or wood chunk at the end that you use to hold it. It's used mainly for leather work to be able to poke holes and whatnot. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. But that's how he stabs himself. But it just says in one eye. What about the other? He was already not looking too good with that one, and then he got the good one? Could have gotten infected or something back then. And it spread? No way. I'm going to look it up. We're, I'm, I'm going deep into it. Lewis Braille. How oh, he lost his eyesight. Oh, damn. It says he lost it at the age of five. That's young. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it looks like he wounded his right eye. And the wound was so bad that his left eye became inflamed. And I think it cut off some sort of circulation to the eye, which eventually made him lose the sight in that eye as well. Wow. Woo! That's a rough start to life, y'all. But, I mean, he made it. He got stabbed in the eye in, what, 1814, and he made it. So he's a trooper. Oh, it looks like there are some whole words that are known in the Braille system, and that was that are shortened. an addition to what Mr. Braille had came up with at a later hmm. time, just to improve reading speed and then also reduce sizes of books and other things that need to use common words. Hell yeah. They got slang in Braille. <laughs> <laughs> they heard all these cool-ass words being said around. They're like, you know, we we need some stuff here on paper. We got to get some. You think whoever came up with it was just walking around. He's like, touch that. Tell me what you think that is. And they're like, what? <laughs> and then it spread like that. Wildfire. Got their own little secret message, just like they did back in the day in the military. Yeah, it looks like he got inspired when he was 11 years old by Charles Barbier's night writing code and then started working on creating his own himself. It took him about nine years because he was 11 years old. So he was trying to figure it all out. Took him nine years, but then afterwards, it was pretty much bada bing, bada boom from there. It looks like the hardest part was being able to try and create a certain amount of dots that would fit over just a fingertip because it all has to fit right on the finger. What if you didn't have that great of a sense of touch on your finger? That would be really rough as well. You'd be really screwed. I think you could use a different part, like the heel of your hand or something. Yeah, I mean, as long as you could feel what it is. Yeah, I guess. Damn, it looks like it took him nine years to develop, and it really hasn't changed much since he came out with it. How crazy is that? I mean, we we got the slang and stuff added into the side, but besides that, as good as it's going to get. Yeah, that's very impressive, honestly. Is there examples of some whole words that appear in just the language? Uh, I didn't see any. I could try and see. Oh, dang. Our good man Braille passed away in 1853 at the age of 43. He died young. I don't think that's that young at that time. 
Well, young as hell today. Wow, that's very interesting. At that time in the 1820s, only 12% of the people in the world could read and write. But yet this kid <laughs> developed a system for people to be able to read. Wow. That's crazy. Good for him. He's a smart man. Smart kid. Yeah, it looks like, I mean, we were talking about Braille being in other languages. French is obviously one, as that's what the OG Braille was. But there's also versions of Chinese, Spanish, Arabic, Hebrew, and many others. So however you spell inside of that language is kind of looks like what Braille kind of mimics. It looks like some of the major whole words are just kind of small words that are used a lot, like and, the, of, with, for. Okay, just squished together. Yeah, so small little contractions, I guess. I mean, it makes sense. With only a certain amount of dots and a certain amount of ways to arrange them, you can't have too many whole words. Yeah, so it looks like that there's two versions of Braille. The one that we're talking about, contracted. So there's contracted and uncontracted. Uncontracted Braille, every single word is going to be spelled out, and then contracted Braille is basically the shorthand version where a lot of common words are kind of just abbreviated like that as well. So they have words like don't instead of do not. Oh. Whoa. I didn't even realize another good example of where Braille is at instead of just everyday life is actually at ATMs, which makes so much sense, but I didn't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> got to make sure that they actually pull out the right amount of cash that they're looking for. Dang. Some Braille readers can read faster than sighted people. <laughs> yeah. Like When you mentioned how fast it was, I, I thought that's probably faster than I read. Yeah, while sighted people can read up to about 300 words per minute, some expert Braille readers can whip through a book at a speed of 400 words per minute. And the key to reading so fast is the light touch and using both hands. So while one hand reads across the line, the other hand is starting to get in position to find the next line. Wow. I can't believe when you're spelling out every word like that that you could read it that fast. That's impressive. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. But the books are absolutely monstrous because words are a lot longer than, you know, actual text. So yeah. most books are like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages long. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing an interesting fact here. In 1829 is when he published the method of writing words, music, and plain songs by means of dots for use by the blind and arranged for them, which was his <laughs> first complete book with a very long title. And... <laughs> That same year, he was drafted into the army, but he was exempt from going into the army because he was blind, so he could not read or write, even though he just published a book for how to read as a blind person. <laughs> Absolutely bonkers. Wow, there's actually a lot of controversy going on right now. Uh, it was more a little bit back in the day when smartphones came out because the use of phones no longer had Braille onto the buttons, so they can't really text. But with smartphones came the use of text-to-speech. So a speech lot of, to like... Yeah, yeah, I can't say anything <laughs> right. Speech-to-text. <laughs> so a lot of, like, children nowadays are actually starting to not learn Braille as it doesn't really help them in most everyday use as a majority of their conversation over the phone is just going to be using that speech to text. How do they hit that button, though? I have no idea. Maybe the muscle memory, they know how to get to it, and then... Yeah. I, I know there's a... Oh, my God. There's something you can do 
I'm Are pretty sure settings or something for your phone to set it up for a blind person. Yeah, yeah, because I know for some reason my old phone before I got my new one that I have now, it occasionally would just switch from like touch to speech. So whatever you would touch, it would actually say what that app was. So you could click your oh. way until you found messaging, and then once you open that, you could find obviously pretty quickly the actual speech to text button. And if you knew where that was, if you set up your phone, you know, pretty strategically, I mean, if you do it right now, you could probably close your eyes and actually write out a fairly decent text right now just because you've done it so much. Yeah. So who knows? So a a lot of people nowadays are saying that Braille isn't really that useful anymore. But I don't know about that. But, I mean, we are talking about how we can't really figure out where Braille is used (laughs) nowadays. So I don't know. I was trying to look up some more examples, but I couldn't find anything. I'm seeing that approximately 2.4% of people in the United States have a visual disability, which is defined by worse than 2,200 in the better eye. Huh. That's pretty bad. Wow. Is it? I have no idea what, I, what I'm even at. I know I've well, got I mean, if 2020 eyes. is the regular, then, you know, that's, what, 10 times worse? <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty bad. I wonder how far you could see, though. Well, obviously not far enough. <laughs> yeah, it looks like there's a lot of things in everyday use that there are Braille versions of them offered, but you just don't see them very likely because it looks like it's more of like a special order type thing, like CDs, DVDs, cans, and packets of food. I feel like we would have seen that in a grocery store, but you just don't. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think that's about Braille for me. What about you, bud? I can't really think of anything else I've got questions on. I think the only thing I was still wondering was, is it required to be anywhere? I know you mentioned there are some things you can get if you ask for it. Yeah. But I'm trying to figure out if it's required anywhere or if it's standardly found somewhere. Yeah, so it looks like there's a handful that do require actual Braille signage, but a lot of them are pretty much up to other, you know, the company or organization's discretion. A big one, it looks like, is any sign that is placed for a room with a permanent function, such as a restroom, kitchen, electrical closet, or boiler room, and then Mm. other architectural structures or directions through a building, such as exits, stairwells, or hallways. Uh, That's probably a really good one to have. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then it seems like everything else besides that is kind of like, eh. It's more of a convenient thing, but I think most people or companies don't really do it because I feel like we would have seen some sort of an example. Like, for example, menus. Yeah, yeah. That'd be very useful, but you don't see it too often. No, I feel like that's something you'd have to ask for. Yeah. But the signs that you mentioned are required for any business site, regardless of size, and the only exceptions are prisons and buildings listed in the National Register of Historic Places. Interesting. So if you go to a historical monument, you're on your own. Yeah. I'm guessing that's so they don't disturb the actual monument. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, kind of, but I don't know. You couldn't place a temporary sign? Yeah. Oh, what? That's a very interesting fact. So if there's a sign that requires Braille... The text on it also has to be raised, and the raised text is due to 
What? Less than 10% of the 1.3 million people who are legally blind in the U.S. actually know how to read Braille? 10%? I thought I saw 50 earlier. It says, I don't know what this is, tinkeringmonkey.com guides on reading Braille and signage. And it says less than 10% of 1.3 million people who are legally blind in the U.S. actually know how to read Braille. Wow. So that's why they have to raise the text. That way people can actually... Well, what the hell? If you've never actually seen text, though, like, how are you going to... Is there raised text books and stuff? How are you going to know what that means? I guess you could draw it out with your finger, but... Yeah. I mean, that's something you'd have to learn just the same as Braille. It'd be yeah. almost no different. That's very strange. Yeah, wow. I guess I'm seeing... Yeah, you're right. Fewer than 10% of legally blind people can read Braille. That's insane. I mean, cause I, I was on a site before. It was like, oh, if you know how to read Braille and stuff, you're better r- ready for the workforce. You're more likely going to get a job. And I was like, really? I don't know why that would help. But I didn't realize so few people actually know how to read. That's crazy. I wonder what the percentage of seeing individuals who actually can read Braille. I wonder how tiny that number is. Less than yeah, 1%. Probably not very many. Oh, strange. And the Braille that's used on bathrooms and signage is actually required to be grade two Braille, which is the contracted version of it, instead of writing it out letter by letter. That way it's easier to fit on signage. I didn't know that there was a requirement for it to be shortened, though. I mean, that makes sense if it's a standardized thing you're looking for, like a restroom or elevator or stairs, that it would just be a shorthand version of that. Yeah, I guess. Oh, my God. That's so... (laughs) Dude, they're getting so specific with it. There's like ADA standards for specific dimensional requirements. I know that we talked about it being tight together, but I didn't realize how tight it needs to be. There's this Braille dot sizing chart where Braille can't be in a squared form. It's almost... It has to be in like this dome type shape or some sort of rounded lettering. It can be 0.06 inches in diameter and 0.025 inches in height it has to be inside of that measurement so let's go ahead and start learning some braille my guy that'd be a pretty fun that'd be a pretty interesting little side hobby don't you think like how cool would it be if someone came to your house you just had a couple of books that were written in braille just these thick old boys people open it on up and they're like what the hell and you're like oh that's my favorite story (laughs) read along with me yeah yeah Guide my finger, sir. <laughs> oh, man. Well, who knew there'd be such a fun little story about Braille, though? I guess there are standardized places for some signs, too. If it's placed on a door, it must be in the center of the door with the center line of the site five feet from the floor and the Braille characters at the bottom center of the sign. Oh, so that's how they get the height. Well, damn. And then if it's not on the door, it has to be to the right of the doorway with the same requirements for sign positioning. For height and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, because I feel like I always saw the sign at the same height. Like, it's always in the exact same location. Yeah, that makes sense. Sucks if you're a child, though. Five feet's pretty tall. (laughs) Yeah, you got to really reach up there to read, my guy. Maybe that's that's why why these kids aren't learning it. (laughs) Well, I mean... What would you rather adhere to the adults though? Yeah. Imagine them having to reach down to like three foot level. <laughs> you have like a six foot five blind guy and he's just like <laughs> I need to know if I'm going to the right restroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Let's go to a Braille reading competition. It looks like there's some in California. 
Oh, like a speed reading competition? Yeah, yeah. You get to walk out of there with some monetary prizes and bragging rights. Oh, it looks like often the up and down arrows of an elevator also have Braille next to them. What about the buttons, though? We, we, we talked a lot about that. I'm not sure. I'm watching a video of a blind guy <laughs> finding signs. Hell yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll find out. He's about to get in an elevator. <laughs> Make sure you save that website. We'll, we'll post it with the episode. That way everyone else can see how the blind find our signs. Yeah, yeah, right next to it. There are numbers and then Braille right underneath it. Damn, it's awesome. At least in this elevator. I don't know if that's all elevators. It's a fancy, it's a fancy one. <laughs> but also, what about, uh, it makes sense, what about hotel rooms? They probably have to have it too. That way they know they're getting in the right room. Yeah, I would guess so. Oh, it looks like the floor off of an elevator also has it. What? Like as soon as you step off the elevator, there's a floor number. Okay. And it's got Braille there. I wonder if there's some outside of my apartment door right now. I've got the numbering and a little sign thing that marks my apartment. I wonder if there's Braille there. I'm half tempted to go check. (laughs) Just sprint out of the room, yeah. Honestly, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. One sec, I'm checking. Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> there it is. Sure as shit. Right underneath the actual numbers. Walk past it every day and you never see it. Literally had no idea. That's crazy. That blows my mind. Literally all around us and we just don't even don't even pay attention to it. I mean, it makes things. sense. If you lived in an apartment, I think you would want to know which one is yours. No, 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 no. You have to guess. You have to memorize that real quick. got to count your steps i guess i wonder if that's a common thing it's a common thing in movies but do you think a lot of blind people count their steps i don't know i was literally just about to ask do you think that there's little secret tricks and techniques that just make living as a blind individual easier oh this one's sweet there's an article of how to make life easier for someone with vision loss Oh, yeah, that's another... Did we... I don't remember if we had this conversation before on the podcast or just between you and me, but as a blind individual, I know you're completely blind, but if you look up at a light bulb, do you see the light differential? Do you see that blackness that you're seeing does change, or do you not see a a thing? Do you remember having that conversation, or was that with somebody else? I think that was on the podcast. I don't remember what that was. Yeah, I don't, why, I'm trying to think of all our episodes, I have no idea what would have brought us to this exact thing, and I, I don't I think I have we no idea, but I do not think we answered it. Yeah, I don't think we did. Well, you should have gotten a blind individual on the pod. Do you know any? No. How many blind people do you think there are? I think it said, what, 1.3 million? That's not that much. Yeah, and 2.4% have vision impairment. That's like a type of legally. Blind, okay. Okay. Interesting. I'm seeing here. First article is while only 18% of people with significant visual impairments are actually totally blind. Most can actually perceive light. So what is that? 81% of people, if you put a bright light bulb could actually sense where a light bulb is. So maybe brighter lights in certain sections to be able to, I don't know, know more or so where you're at. And I guess an apartment, pretty sure you'd pick that up pretty quick. Dang, 18% though of the 1.3 mil don't see anything. Oh yeah, oh my God, I forgot that there's guide dogs for the blind. 
Oh yeah, service dogs. Yeah. Yeah, literally a service. Did you forget that too, or is that just me? I literally forgot. I that thought they had, about like, it for a little bit, but then it just kind of it didn't hit me that away. That's probably the main purpose of a service dog. <laughs> literally for a blind individual. Insane. What does a guide dog help with? Do they retrieve things, or do they just help? I know obviously they see stuff like crossing a street and stuff, but is that the main thing, or being like consulting emotionally? I don't know. I think it's a lot of just seeing, like, stopping at intersections, which is probably very helpful. Yeah. I'm not sure what else they really do. Positive psychological effects make their owners feel more confident and secure. That makes sense. You have a buddy with you. I do have a couple of common misconceptions about blind people. Okay. One, they do not have superior hearing to a normal person. Superhero stuff. Okay. I didn't actually believe that. Okay. Continue though. I, I appreciate that. Blind people do not need to be spoken loudly to because they can hear just fine. Yeah. That makes sense. Most blind people aren't actually totally blind. As we kind of mentioned before, there's a legal blindness. Okay. So not all blind people can read Braille, which we also covered. Yeah. Most blind people don't actually go to private schools. I guess most regular schools have the ability to actually work with a blind student, which is good. Okay. The rest of these are pretty weird. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I think it's just some upset (laughs) blind person who (laughs) who gets spoken loud to and different things like that often. Okay. Like most blind people are magical or crazy. Not true, I guess. I'm not exactly sure what that means. We're just changing up this whole episode. It's just on blind people. And then counting steps is usually not common for most blind people. Yeah. I read that in a couple of different ones because I was curious. So it looks like for the seeing eye dog or the service dog, it looks like it's more mainly used as just a companion that helps with mental distress of living as a blind individual. Obviously, it does help in like certain situations with crossing the street or other things like that, but it really just looks like it's for companionship, if anything. Okay. How much do you think that costs on average? Oh, I have no idea. Dogs can be pretty expensive. I'm going to have to guess 15000 So I'm going to just double check. Because you got to train it too, and they're trained very well. Okay, this doubles the, the number $50,000. Wow. I just wanted to look and see if there was other examples and multiple said 50,000 is about the average price. Wow. Is that yeah. just because of the training or are there training specific breeds? And it looks like there's an ongoing cost, which is strange. It's like 1200 a year to keep the dog. Really? Which is kind of weird. Yeah, I don't understand. Is there like a waiting list? I have no idea, but I'm assuming that they probably have to continue training. That way they oh. A hundred percent keep going with it. You don't want to train it for like six months and be like, all right, go live your life. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably ongoing training. Goodness gracious. About 50,000 to get the dog though. And then other things that I had questions on, now that we're just talking about the blind, you know that long cane that you see? I don't know if the majority of people do use those long canes, but I was curious as to when that came out and if there was someone specific who did that. And I found a little bit on it. The white cane. Oh, setting yourself up. Boom! (laughs) It looks like, apparently, I didn't realize, but majority of those canes are completely white. Did you know that? 
Yeah, and I think they have, do they have like a red tip or something? So that red tip determines whether or not that individual is deaf and blind. Oh, wow. A blind or visually impaired person usually just uses a white cane. If it's striped with red and white, it usually means that they are deaf blind. Hmm. At least this is what this UK website is speaking about. The white cane, apparently, and also the swaying back and forth is a strategic method that was invented by Richard E. Hoover, a World War II veteran rehabilitation specialist who created the technique to help those who have lost their eyesight, and it's actually called the Hoover Method, and apparently it's the best way to detect obstacles when walking and you're visually impaired. Did he also make the vacuum cleaner? I hope so. What did you say his name was? Richard Hoover? Uh, Richard E. Hoover. E. Hoover. Okay. Wow, it looks like also, what the hell? There's all these like methods, but a majority of people who are visually impaired don't actually use the white cane. It looks like about 10% or less do. Wow. And they usually just rely on their usable vision or a guide dog or a sighted guide. Oh my God. <laughs> so those individuals who do use the white cane are actually taught on how to use it. And the individuals who teach blind people how to walk with a cane are called Certified Orientation and Mobility Specialist. And to get certified, you have to spend at least 120 hours blindfolded navigating with only the white cane. Wow. So you got to you gotta walk the walk, literally. You got to earn it. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's crazy, though. I mean, it makes sense, but goodness. Oh, my God. So, you know that competition thing I was talking to you about where they were reading Braille? Yep. There's actually an annual competition called Cane Quest where individuals 12 and younger go to compete a little race while blindfolded. Or if you are blind, you can just do the route and whoever wins actually gets prizes and stuff. Wow. Oh, someone was telling me about the Paralympics and there was a blind sprinter who I think was attached to another sprinter. Yeah, they were tied from like wrist to wrist, right? Yeah, I think so. I didn't actually see it. I was just told about it. I'm pretty sure I know the race you're talking about and how they train for that. I don't know why I know this, but they have to train synchronizing their steps together because the way that their steps are will determine the position of where they're at onto the track. And so if they fall out of sync, it can really affect their time. Yeah. And do they run one at a time? I don't know about that. They might be, they could run one at a time, but they also might just use two lanes since there's two individuals. Oh, okay. Because you're tied next to your, you know, your Well, guide. I was wondering, are there multiple visually impaired people running? Yeah, no, time? that's what I'm saying. They could run individually or they might have two lanes due to them having two people that are mm-hmm. tied together. So they might still go side by side. I am unaware of that. That might be a good question to look up. In some states, it's illegal for a person who is not legally blind to use a white cane. For example, shout out to Florida. If you get caught using a white cane, you could face up to a second degree misdemeanor charge and up to 60 days in prison. Wow. So, I oh know you're down in Florida. Don't uh, don't be walking around with my white canes, I guess. I know, I know. You got a whole closet. It's such full a of them. nice accessory. <laughs> <laughs> wild i found this article by um it looks like it's a blog 
called lifeofablindgirl.com. And the article is 21 Things I Couldn't Live Without as a Blind Person. So I'm going to go through it, see if we can't find anything that's pretty interesting or something that we didn't think about. How are we going to title this? Are we going to still call it Braille? Or are we going to we just uh, say blind people? I don't know. I feel like that's a natural offshoot of <laughs> Braille, though. Yeah, I don't know. People might be a little taken back if they see that we have an episode called Blind People. <laughs> True. We're not making fun of you, I swear to God. This is interesting. This is a whole interesting lifestyle that we've never thought about. If you're blind and you're listening to this, write us in. I would love to interview you, hear about like some struggles that you, that you went through. You're born blind. That'd be that'd be pretty interesting, honestly. That'd be a very interesting episode. What the heck is this? There's a thing called in this list a braille display, which allows an individual to read documents in braille. Wait, what? Yeah, I was reading about that too. I didn't really understand it. So does it read the page? Does it have to be in braille and it says it out loud, or does it take an actual document, scan it, and then write out braille so you could go over it? Maybe it just I don't understand. There's also Braille keyboards, so you can type out in Braille, and it'll just... What? Yep. That makes sense. Because, I mean, you couldn't use a regular keyboard. Yeah, yeah. What? There's a thing called an OrCam, which is this pair of glasses that can read printed text and say it verbally. Wow. That's very impressive. That is very impressive. That'd be wild. (laughs) I love this list. This is so cute. We should reach out to her and talk to her about living as a blind lady. (laughs) An oven glove made it into the list. <laughs> she said no one wants to burn themselves. Well, imagine grabbing something out of the oven blind. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably need like uh, a whole sleeve. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, my God. I'm seeing that service dogs can be trained to alert people with diabetes that they have high blood sugar. That's crazy. Yeah, Bridget has flirted with the idea of getting one, but the price is just so astronomical. I mean, 50000 Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, a dog can sense whether or not you're going to go high or low and really, oh, yeah. like, give you a warning and say, like, hey, you got to do something. So that's insane. I don't understand how that works. We could do a whole episode on service dogs and what they can all do and how they, like, train them and stuff, but that'll probably be a separate one. Yeah, honestly. All right. I think we covered blind people and Braille and yeah. everything in between. If there's... Anybody who is blind that wants to reach out to us, by all means, you know where to go. If not, we'll say it at the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. I almost guarantee you learned something, because I feel like this entire time we've been learning things. I hope you had a good time. Yeah, maybe the one episode that you actually learned something. There it is. Boom. (laughs) There's nothing but straight facts here. So thank you guys so much for listening, and hope you guys had a great time. Peace out. Are we done yet? Oh, we are. All right. Thanks for listening to What's Going On. If you have any questions that you want partially answered, write them in to what's going on the pod at gmail.com. No spaces, no apostrophes, no excuses. One more time, that's what's going on the pod at gmail.com. And we hope to hear from you soon. Please rate and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. Thank you.